Hello and welcome to the host, Nextin's exclusive podcast show, where we speak with some of the world's leading thinkers on topics that shape the world. Our guest today is Mr. Saad Ansari. He's the co-founder and CEO of Expense, a business banking platform that has been built for freelancers, entrepreneurs, and startups based out of the GCC countries. Hi, Saad. Hey, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. How are you? Oh, good, thank you. So glad you can make it now, and uh, it's a good time for us to connect. Thank you so much for joining us today. Cool, thank you for having me. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. So today the topic is 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 very interesting. You know, you're the first person we're speaking to in the GCC region. You know, so we're very excited to have you here today. Show your views and the questions that I sent across, but I will run you through them one by one. Wonderful, Saad. So thank you once again. And to begin with, you know, as I said, the GCC region is of great interest to us and we'd love to hear your thoughts. I believe you've been there forever now. And, uh, you know, you've seen the industry being disruptive. You've seen certain technologies come into the market. So we'd love to hear your views on the financial services industry in the GCC region, you know, pre and post COVID. I mean, we're not done with COVID as yet, but we'd love to hear your views on how this has been disrupted, what changes have come into the place. And then we can move on to certain spe- specifics about expense. First of all, Rasesh, thank you very much for inviting me to have this chat with you today. I think that there are a lot of other founders out there that in, in the GCC or in, in the wider Arab world that are doing some in, in fintech. And, and so I'm quite uh, humbled that you uh, picked me as one of those two for your first podcast within, within our region. There's definitely, I think... Post-COVID, there has definitely been an acceleration when it comes to fintech. And fintech is such a broad area. There's so much that happens. You have technology behind the scenes. You've got deep tech where people are looking at completely disrupting the actual underlying services. So we've got cryptocurrencies, et cetera. And so even before COVID, we saw our first sort of uh, crypto exchanges being licensed and coming up. And I think what we've seen post-COVID, I think particularly in the payment services area. So this is where we're going right to the end customer and changing perhaps some of the behavior in how they make their day-to-day payments. And we're yet to really see that explode in our region. So, you know, we don't have anything that might emulate the success of ATM or Alipay or M-Pesa. I think our markets are slightly different. Our financial infrastructure over here is quite modern. And so we're now starting to see that evolution from on the consumer or the end consumer side. And I, I, I'm pretty confident that I think, you know, 2022 is really going to be the year for fintechs and payment services, where we're going to see what people will traditionally call neobanks launching. So prepaid card style products, peer-to-peer payments, et cetera, where we'll really see, you know, a whole host of them going up. I mean, I, I hear, you know, that there's at least sort of like us, if not a hundred, you know, at various different stages within the United Arab Emirates alone. So imagine a, a country of just 10 million people and a lot of exciting stuff happening there and some really great founders working on stuff and the government, the policymakers, the regulators are really the infrastructure in place. So we have sandboxes now from the Central Bank of Bahrain to Sama, the Central Bank of Egypt, the State Bank of Pakistan, and the regulators in the United Arab Emirates are all working on 
enabling payment services. Very interesting. That's a very, very, very interesting point in terms of adoption of these online payments. In, if you could put a number to it, I believe is the approximate adoption rate in these countries as of now. If you just, even if you just talk about UAE specifically, you know, what is the adoption rate? Do you think it's maybe in, in the higher double digits uh, or even single digits for that matter of fact? I, I mean, some of that data is a little bit hard to come by, so I can't give you sort of hard facts. I've heard some, you know, sort of interesting word of mouth facts around around the markets. I mean, the, the adoption of wallets, say, in the Egyptian market is absolutely massive. There was a stat that I read, and I, I don't quote me on this number, you'll probably have to to, to um, do your own fact checking, but in Saudi Arabia, in in the first half of 2021, the contactless payments at POS was in the billions of dollars and double-digit figure growth. So what we're definitely seeing is a lot more card payments, a lot more contactless payments. But I think if, if I were to look at sort of, say, from the fintech side and what startups are doing, I think that adoption is not really there yet because we're still... There's still a lot of companies waiting to launch, and we will see things happen in 2022. Banks here are quite modern and advanced, so there are banking applications. You know that we don't have issues with with you know that cards aren't being issued to consumers, or that Apple Pay doesn't exist for contactless payment. So, you know where fintechs are, particularly in the payment side, are really working on improving that experience. But the underlying products and services are still the same. So, you know, we are, I think we are generally quite a a bank society over here. So we don't have a major issue where, you know, where in some countries you've got sort of 80 plus percent of the population is unbanked. We don't really have that major an issue where it comes to being unbanked. So, but you do have a lot of dissatisfaction in the market. So people are looking for easier ways. People are looking for better experience. That's definitely for sure. And so I think that you, you, if you ask this question next year, this time next year, there'll definitely be a more, let's say, um, coherent answer with the numbers behind. Wonderful. No, that's, I, I'm sure, I'm very sure. I think Lots of other regions that we've been, you know, deep diving into. We are seeing this disruption. Even in India, we have seen a lot of disruption. I think the Indian market has been tremendously disrupted over the last three or four years. And COVID just accelerated that. And now in terms like, for example, uh, I don't remember the last time I carried more than 500 rupees in my wallet because everything is online, right? And most of the merchants, whether they're street vendors or they are even, you know, organized merchants, all of them are now cashless payments so yeah. we had we have so many options in india you know that is such a competitive space but the adoption rates are just increasing on a daily basis so yeah. it's it's that's always a good sign yeah i think that if, if you look at india i remember watching bbc report a few years ago and one thing that sticks out was the reporter got in a rickshaw and when it came time to pay there was just a QR code on the on the rickshaw for her to scan and 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 she could pay. And and I think one of the fantastic things that the the regulator in India did was the UPI, the Universal Payment Interface, yes. and that brought everyone in together into one place. So I'm not stuck in a closed loop. So if I have if I'm using this one app, doesn't mean that I can't pay to somebody else or etc. 
that's what's missing right now in our region. So I'll give you an example. I'm a fan of cricket, so I went to go went to go and watch a match during the T20 World Cup, and I went to the stadium without my wallet. Right. So I at that that day, what I got there's an app called UAE Pass, which allows you to have your identity card, your driving license, all digital versions of them. So you don't need you don't need to carry those with you. And then I've got all my cards in the on Google Pay, so I don't need to carry any money with me. And I thought, you know, I'm going to the match, I'm gonna take my telephone with me. During the game, when the guys from the concession stands are coming and you know, selling popcorn and drinks and things, they're only accepting cash, right? And yeah. particularly in this, like in this. COVID world that we're living with and then we've stopped sort of, you know, people are a bit reluctant to use cash anymore. This is where I still think that there's that we, we've still got this opportunity that say even in lesser developed markets than us, where those opportunities, where, where things exist, you know, this the vendor could have easily have had a QR code stuck on his box or, yeah. or there could have been a soft pass tap on the telephone still you know he's walking around with cash and then people don't have change and things so i still think we even irrespective of how advanced a nation we are there's still so much that can be done and and people are trying to have been you know wallets launched and qr code payments launched but we still don't see that adoption i think you know i still think there's some time to go and i and i think i do think that 2022 is going to be the year for that within our region. Wonderful, wonderful. That's good to know. And I, and I hope, uh, you know, there is accelerated growth in the space. So now, Saad, going back to our, our, our main, my main question, and, you know, we'd love to learn more about how your company expensing is actually disrupting or, in fact, uh, you know, helping entrepreneurs and other uh, individuals in this region. And are you focusing on the UAE market currently? Do you plan to enter new international markets? You know, tell us a little bit more about, you know, how you're disrupting or how you're helping and making life easier for entrepreneurs and other individuals and, and what your plans for the next year is. Sure. Thanks for the opportunity to, you know, allow us to showcase a little bit about what we're doing at Expense. So we started our journey back in 2018. And before it was Expense, there's been a little bit of a pivot. I mean, a couple of pivots along the way. We were initially focused on creating some kind of consumer application, perhaps emulate some of the success that we were seeing that retail products were doing in other markets. Uh, I, I already mentioned the likes of Paytm. And in Western Europe, you had companies like Revolut and Moniz and, and Monzo. And we thought, you know, our, our region requires something like this. But then, you know, as you develop your value proposition, you study the market better, et cetera, you realize that there are other opportunities that you can, that could be better, you, you could serve better, where you probably relate more to it. And, and other entrepreneurs and other businesses where that's what I've been my entire life, right? And those problems, we felt that we can probably better serve them. And so we pivoted into what is expense initially trying to develop a, or the, the vision is is to develop a super business banking super app where you can run your entire as a as an entrepreneur or a startup run my entire business from it but at this stage where we are today is what we want to do is to help founders freelancers small business owners to manage their day-to-day -day expenditures take 
ready cash, bring it into the 21st century, digitize it. And what we, and then COVID played a role in that kind of narrowing down what our initial value proposition would be. Because when, you know, we, we started building our team and really hiring during the pandemic, and we have team members sitting in different parts of the world, people that we've only ever managed to, to meet over a Zoom call or, or a Teams call. And then you have to pay for software subscriptions and they need expenses being paid for. And what we were finding is, is that my personal bank card was like shared between 30 members of the team. So I would get these messages at night, you know, oh, your you know, $15 has been used on Figma over here. And I'm like, I don't remember, <laughs> uh, you know, getting an extra subscription or, you know, someone, uh, you know, one of my colleagues saying, oh, can you send me the OTP for this this thing and look, all of these things are against you know. The, when you go to the bank, the in the in the fine print it says don't do this. But unfortunately, that's where you're forced to do because there is no alternative. And so, with what you can do with expense today is that you can you can issue physical and virtual cards to all your team members. You can control the way that they spend, where they spend, how much they spend. And have no worry that that someone, you know, that your personal card or that the company's account or your personal account could be in any kind of danger. These are all prepaid cards. And, you know, the worst that could happen is the actual balance that sits on the card. And we've built a, you know, a whole host of control features that just, you know, you can stop people from withdrawing from ATMs or you don't want people to spend on certain services. Just a flick of a switch and the cards and the control and that kind of stuff is not available in our market today. And so we are, you know, we are getting, it's really interesting speaking to CFOs um, at companies. So one of the interesting things is that whilst our target is startups and smaller enterprises, but the number of large corporates that we're speaking to because of the problems they're facing and then just not getting that service from the, from these, let's say, traditional financial institutions. That's that's. I think you you are indeed disrupting a, a huge uh, area because the the challenges that you you mentioned, I also have them. You know, even though we're sitting in one office in India, you know, there's everyone from the team, uh, you know, doing on different expenses and different accounts because there's so many subscription services that have come up right now that you know there's always some kind of swiping going on on different websites and it's very hard to keep a track of who's done what uh, exactly. we fortunately have a person an accounts team but again it's it's you know when once you scale that's when you would need something like expense to help you out and i'm probably going to check it out is it only available in the uae as of now or is it are you planning to expand to different countries as well um, well, Rasesh, interestingly enough, although I'm based in Dubai and our company is headquartered here, we first launched in the Kingdom of Bahrain. And so we're currently in a pilot phase in Bahrain. Mm-hmm. And we took a strategy of basically casting a really wide net within our region and starting to see where we can go live first, which markets are Whereas let's say the entry barriers are lower or perhaps where the problem is bigger. And so what we've managed to do in the last 18 months is basically set up five major markets, establish a foothold in there. And then what we're what we're doing at the moment is we're at various stages from, let's say, right at the early stage of the licensing and regulatory process in some countries and in other countries, 
I hope, inshallah, as we say over here, that sort of end of Q1, or Q1 of 2022, that we'll be going live in some other markets. And, you know, please, um, you know, do follow us and you'll, you know, and we'll keep you updated with, you know, where we're going live. So today, just as a, a quick answer, if you're in Bahrain, you can download the app and start using it and, and sign up. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. Are you focusing on the APAC region or are you focusing on the West? I think um, if we look at the global fintech map, you could probably stick a pin and I can find you a similar product in another market, right? Okay. So from the likes of Leo and Soldo and Spendesk in Europe to Divi and Brex in the United States, Oyster in South America, even in, you know, you've got, I think, is it Kudu in, in, in Africa and in India, you've got Bank Open, you've got a, a whole host of people doing things. Our, the Middle East, North Africa, and, and Pakistan. So if I take Pakistan in the east and go all the way to Morocco, and you look at all these maps that, that you know, people put up on LinkedIn about what's happening in this particular space, this is like a completely empty. There's nothing yeah. happening here. And I think, yeah. and that there are various different reasons for that. But what we also do know is that there are outside companies looking to come in and there are other founders that are working on similar propositions. And it's always, I mean, look, it's not necessary to be first into the market, but we definitely want to be within the, the first three live in the market. And, and competition is better for the customers, right? It, it makes us all excel. It makes us all really, you know, if you're the only one and you're the first and only one, it can breed complacency as well. So yeah, yeah. this is why I'm saying that I, I believe that for the payment services uh, vertical within fintech, 2022 within our region is going to be the year. And you know, globally, if you're if we're going to go into markets like Europe or going to markets like India, you you really need. I, I think you you need to be coming from a position of strength. The existing local competitors are you know, doing an, a, an excellent job. Uh, they're well entrenched in that market. So you really have to, you really have to be different. And, and yeah. And, um, yeah, so at the moment we're looking at MENAP. But MENAP, you look at, look at the size of the region, right? You're talking about over half a billion people, 25 million plus SMEs. And, and, and there's probably millions more in the gray area or when I mean gray area, I don't mean doing illegal things. I mean, that aren't licensed, right? You have a lot of the sort of the, you know, across the region and then in, 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 in a lot of countries, people that do businesses that don't ne they're not necessarily licensed, freelancers, people moonlighting, etc. So our region is very exciting, very big, but very fragmented, right? So you yeah. can't, just because you launch in one market doesn't mean you can roll into the next market easily. Um, and I think that's one of the challenges that MENA region uh, founders are going to have is that, you know, unlike India or China, where you've got a billion plus one single market or the United States with 300 plus million, we have lots of small fragmented markets. So it does make it a, a bit more challenging in terms of on-soil hosting, on-soil data processing, etc. I mean, remember, these are regulated products so you 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 need to follow all the local regulations yeah understood no i think uh, it's very interesting i think different across the globe uh, and the gcc region does seem like a 
very interesting market that we need to we need to follow closely. Uh, yeah. And we will, I think, you know, now that we've been introduced to you, we're going to follow this market and your company very closely. And uh, you. we wish you, we wish you all the best. I think, you know, it'll be exciting to see what you enter and how you expand in 2022, but I think it's going to be a great year for you. Inshallah, I hope it's a great year for, for everyone. We all, I think the, the whole world, everyone, we, we need some, we need some, something good, right? We need some happiness. I think last 18, 20 months has been extremely tough for, for everyone across the world. Yeah. And let's hope, uh, you know, as they said, you know, 2022 is, is, is a good year for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. No, fair enough. Thank you so much. Saad, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much for your time. And I wish you all the best and a very, very happy new year. Thank you. And, and, and my pleasure, Rasesh. I you know, really appreciate you reaching out to me. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Yes, bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in. Do feel free to browse through our library of podcasts and gain access to insights on a range of industries. If you would like to learn more about our services, please drop us a line on info at nextin.com. That is I-N-F-O at N-E-X-T-Y-N dot com. Ciao.